Hello and welcome everyone to our podcast, A City United. I am again joined by my friends Ayan and Deep, and we have our guest again over here, Mr. Shantam Mehra. What's up? What's up? Our only guest speaker. Our yeah. only guest speaker <laughs> up until Haunted now. Haunted people like him. <laughs> oh, welcome again, Shantam. Uh, for all the listeners, we apologize for a quick break that we've taken over the past couple of weeks. Um, getting to our topic for this week, the topic that we're going to discuss is the Champions League and uh, discussions around it. We had a great first uh, game week, first match day, and uh, we have lots to discuss about, you know, who the title contenders would be, uh, you know, some teams to look out for, some players to look out for. So let's get right into it. So let's get right into it, guys. Uh, Deep and Gaurav, would you like to leave? It's Champions League. Uh, <laughs> Thursday <laughs> night classic. <laughs> I, I heard Liverpool is joining us, so Shantam can leave with us. Liverpool might go to the conference yeah. league at this point. <laughs> Right, Good okay. effort, guys, from, <laughs> <laughs> from Europa League. <laughs> All right, so yes, it's been a very interesting uh, uh, season so far in the Champions League uh, because first, it started off actually with the draws. I think the draws, as a Barcelona fan, I hated it. Yeah. I completely, I think that was the group of death. Group C. The minute uh, we saw the names, it was like, uh, well, we won't start there though, but we'll first start off with the teams uh, that, Surprised us. Let's go right into it. Group A, since we have Shantam over here. It was the big match. It was the big shock. Napoli 4, Liverpool 1. Uh, Shantam, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> anything? I think awful. Um, absolutely awful. It was one of the worst games that I've seen under Klopp. Um, it being a, you know, midnight game as well. I stayed up most of the night <laughs> watching Crying. the nightmare. Post-match yeah, post also you must have stayed up, Yeah, right? all of it. All of it. <laughs> had to see what Klopp had to say about it. But, I mean... Um, I would say definitely 4-1 was a positive with the way the game went. It could have easily been like a 6-0. Yeah, the yeah. first half itself could uh, have been a 6-0. Yeah, with the way it went. I think um, the biggest issue was the intensity in the players uh, that we missed. Um, can't actually put your finger on one aspect as to why the performance has been uh, so poor. I mean, it's a, you know, it's a mix of all the things that have come together um, that have actually brought, act, uh, you know, totally brought us to the mix of... Uh, very, very poor performances one after the other. And I do think um, this was a wake-up call that was absolutely needed. And that being said, it coming in the Champions League group stage, first game, I think out of all the situations that it could have happened, this was the probably the best situation when it did happen right in the beginning so that um, we do have some time to sort things out. Um, but I think to point out few of the factors, number one would be Joe Gomez. I don't think he's a rated centre-back whatsoever on the ball and off the ball. Do you think he's a right-back or a centre-back then? No, I do think definitely he's a centre-back, but I personally don't rate him whatsoever. And this was even before the game. <coughs> I hope I'm proved wrong further on in the season, but very, very poor performance. Uh, also, they just handed him a five-year contract, if I'm not wrong. Yeah, absolutely. He does He does have um, age on his side and he has been uh, in the Liverpool ranks for a couple of years now. Um, but definitely no contest to a Matip or uh, Konate for that matter. So it would definitely be third choice. But that being said, if you are starting for uh, the Liverpool side, you have to put in at least a decent performance, which was absolutely poor. Yeah, I just think uh, Victor Osimhen, I think Liverpool fans were very happy when he got off the pitch. Yeah, yeah. for sure. He was taking he that was defense line terrorizing Van Dijk. He was so far. So I just have one point. Gomez and Van Dijk, when they started off as a partnership, right? They're both defenders who have come back from major injuries. Mm. And both of them, Van Dijk with his ACL and Gomez had a couple. I think, I'm not sure if he had his ACL as well, but he had like a long-term injury. Knee injury. Yeah, yeah. Knee injury. He had two, in fact. Yeah, back right? to back. 
so is that what liverpool's problem is is that suddenly that defensive line has become very slow you know there was a stat that said that van dijk had not given up a penalty for i don't know how long yeah. and now he's given two in seven games in seven games mm-hmm. you know but to that point also like if you see <coughs> like last year should have been van dijk's like um recovery from injury but last year he looked absolutely he looked shaky. solid no he looked fine no i feel like the lot of out of the season he didn't look up to the mark he is and that's why the conversation the first one we had if you remember Thiago Silva is a better defender yeah so coming back to Which that point could be proved right at yeah. this point <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. we make good predictions guys no yeah. i think personally i i don't think van dijk um the injury was uh, the matter like i do agree with gorov like last year um you don't go for four trophies without having a main center back in good form hmm. um so i do think that was the issue i think the biggest issue with the side and the system of play is that when you're playing such a high pressing game um all your 11 players have to be at a very high intensity right hmm. and that's what we're missing so what happens with that is the lines between defense are not as compact as they should be true true and what true. happens with that is when you have a counter attacking side um when a striker or a midfielder between the midfield um and the defense of liverpool if they can gather the ball and then turn without the lines being very compact <coughs> that's when you have the strikers running through and you can put a ball very easily without mm. um your offside track up your uh, offside trap coming into play and that's what's happening game after game where the intensity is missing so the gap between the lines is very very massive and that's what's allowing a lot of time for the opposition strikers on the ball and then the easy ball through the uh, defense because of the high line so it's a very easy uh, you know run in on goal and that's what's happening uh, time and again what i think definitely needs to change um but yeah definitely all trust in klopp um even now i do think he would uh, make some decent changes to the system um and then yeah let's see <laughs> okay. what what happens so do you on. think that given the recent form but also considering the history of liverpool and klopp do you think that liverpool could still be title contenders for the ucl because they were in talks when people of course said you know man city when they got haland but also liverpool when they got nunez so they saw two proper number 9s to bang in like 25 30 goals a season while one has done so and well, one is doing so correct yeah, yeah. with 9 10 goals already 10 goals double figures 10 goals already in 7 games 6 games and, and with nunez still to hit the ground struggling with temper and form <laughs> <laughs> no i think uh, fair enough but i don't think uh, with the current form we'd be contenders for the champions league but again champions league is such a tournament where you do see a lot of outliers coming out right obviously the first step is obviously getting through the group stage are you calling liverpool an outlier um at the, un, i mean in terms of the current form definitely right i mean they right? still turn it around i mean you have ajax and rangers uh, ajax did look good definitely but very they, good but they, they, they can be rolled over by a very informed liverpool if liverpool plays at what we know they they play at ajax can be easily beaten given how they've lost key components of that team including their manager and rangers i think everybody expects liverpool to beat rangers so you know if liverpool can get that form and then get past these teams and actually uh, win at anfield say against napoli they can get out of this group it's not like they can't they still i mean everybody still thinks they're favorites to get out of the group right yeah absolutely and i think that's the biggest positive right with the group that we have um it is quite an easy group in terms of the you know quality of the sides that uh, we are going to be facing uh, coming ahead so i think the first priority would just be hitting some sort of form um first and foremost to be sorting out the defensive lines do you think um, a back 3 is somewhere in the works like you know like a van dijk uh, maybe throw in fabinho for example because he has played center back over there uh, maybe konate matip gomez whoever and then actually have that cover for your two full backs that is 
strength and yeah, the two attacking symbol. Yeah, that, that mean, could easily that be used. Um, yeah, definitely. I don't think Klopp is the manager that has yeah. ever played a three at, three the, back. at the back. Um, and that would change the entire system of the eleven. Um, I do think the priority for Klopp for uh, Klopp right now is to make sure he has a fully fit squad, right? And that's where. I do think we are missing our top players in terms of Thiago. Um, Henderson is now out. Curtis Jones is out. Konati and Matip are out as well. So that plays a massive role, especially with King James Milner starting in, <laughs> in midfield. God, he needs also, to retire. Also, let me add another question. Do you think people have figured out the way Klopp plays and are they getting bypassing the press and just figuring out that you just need to bypass the first press? Also, Salah's form. Two questions for you. Uh, yeah, I think um, more than... See, Klopp's way and his system since the past six or seven years has been the same. Absolutely. We never play a different formation. It's always a 4-3-3 and you know exactly who's going to start where. Um, the only difference, like I mentioned earlier, is the intensity that we're missing, right? So the fact that teams are beating the press is because the lines are so... Um, Far away from yeah, each other. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The intensity is missing, right? In the press. Right. From the midfield to the defence as well. And earlier what would happen is... Um, if you would beat the first press, you have the intensity of the midfield to then cover up. And even if the long ball is played, you have the defensive line very close to the attacking line. So they don't have time on the ball to then turn and play the Absolute, ball behind. Absolutely. So that was what was happening. And that is what we're missing right now in terms of that compactness in defense. Um, yeah. And uh, with your second question, when it comes to Salah, I do think um, a major part of it is when you have a player like Harvey Elliott playing, on the right side of midfield, he's an attacking-minded midfielder, right? So what happens with that is uh, you more or less find Harvey Elliott In towards the D-top, right? The yeah. D-top on the right side. What ideally Salah would be playing. Absolutely. Uh, because Harvey Elliott is more attacking-minded, okay. um, no doubt he has started well for his age and everything, but just the system, uh, what we play is usually you have a more defensive-minded, like a Henderson on right. the right side. And what happens with that is then Salah moves ahead and, and then this Trent, person, yeah. yeah, and then Trent comes along the right hand side of the of the line for him to put the balls in. Right. Now what is happening is because Harvey Elliott is playing so high up, Salah is moving to the right more towards the touch line, and then Trent is falling back and he's completely out of position, which is where we're seeing so many defensive errors from Trent as well. You know, it's just a like let's conclude on this last point. Maybe Trent does have a place in the Liverpool midfield. You know, for all you know, if they could get some solidity as a right back. He's Absolutely. like because Liverpool's midfield three we always say lacks the goals, the creativity, and Trent is one of Liverpool's most creative players. Maybe, maybe he could be there. Yeah, instead know. of Harvey. Let's Elliott. see because yeah, there yeah, could interesting be points. But I do feel once you have see Liverpool will the system that we play, you do need a more defensive-minded player on the right side so that Salah and Trent have a free run going ahead. Where Salah then comes deep top, and Trent goes along the line to put the balls in, and now Trent has to fall back. So I think once um, some of our injuries, uh, the situation gets better. Um, I do see us coming slightly more into form. Um, but again, it's a collective effort where majority of our players, even Andy Robertson, we haven't mentioned him yet, has been very, very poor. Yeah, he even got dropped been. against um, Everton. Yeah. So one of, I mean, over time when all of these players do come back um, slightly into form, I do think it is a more form issue as compared to a long-term situation. Um, but yeah, trust in Klopp. Yeah, hopefully Arthur comes through for you guys. <laughs> Anyways, let's talk about the other games that happened. Uh, a quick recap also. Atletico Madrid 2, Porto 1. Now, we're not going to talk much about the game because there was literally nothing up until the uh, last 7-10 uh, uh, minutes. minutes. Seven, ten in, minutes. In minutes. However, yeah, I just want to make this point. Griezmann comes on yet again <laughs> <laughs> at the 60th minute and has scored. 
they uh, don't want to pay the 40 they million. don't want to pay the 40 <laughs> million and apparently barcelona is going to sue atletico it for it it can't happen you can't but uh, yeah. yeah they have no control over how much griezmann plays, <laughs> plays absolutely but you know there's actually an interesting point given uh, atletico is not really well placed in la liga currently all right if god forbid all right they don't play uh, griezmann the way that they should like you know they don't get him to start they just get him on at 60 and for whatever reason they do not finish in the top 4 that is going to cost them a lot more than 40 million right so i think it's just a game of uh, bluff because i think uh, atletico and barcelona did have a meeting earlier to restructure this 40 million uh, deal and barcelona actually that time you know how poor we were at that time and they refused to uh, listen to atletico which is why atletico is doing what they're doing right now so i think it's a bit of a, like a poker game because there is high risk there's high reward but there is high risk being the keyword griezmann is scoring but that atletico team like they're not the most attacking yeah attacking they're a dirty team yeah. put it that way dirty team <laughs> right, let's go to group c because i'm excited to discuss bayern and inter yeah. of course very professional performance by bayern bayern looked very comfortable at all stages of the game yeah yeah, yeah. it was that pace it was the it was pace the they could front, they front could switch four, it up yeah. when yes. they wanted muller sane mane sane mane sane mane well drilled well drilled sidande very very well drilled side uh, favorites for the champions league for me definitely yeah. there's no weakness yeah. in that team yeah, yeah. yeah. There, there is, is no, no position that you can point out and say you know like trent at liverpool <laughs> <laughs> at least at least i, I do think no the weakness. right back I, i'm not not the Benjamin? biggest fan of power yeah, yeah. No, but now he will play Mazzari, I guess, at some point. Yeah, I mean, he does but play for France also at right back, yeah. but still not the biggest fan of power. Yeah. I just feel Bayern's only problem is, like many teams, is the high line. A team like, say, a PSG or something could probably get at that high line, you know, if they with pace. With pace. But they have defenders to cover it off, I feel, now. Yeah, with right. the signing of Dillett. I feel like they've done a fabulous job. Upamecano, yeah. Davies. Davies, fastest out of the lot. Oh, that But guy I, looks I, I like... But I do think <coughs> they're due um, a proper test, right? Still, um, even Bundesliga... Don't you think Inter was across. a good test for them? Uh, not not really, in terms of... I mean, you wouldn't put Inter in the Inter top. Inter did just lose to AC Milan AC as well. Milan as do you well. think Barcelona will be a good test for them? Yeah, definitely. Like that's think, exactly what's uh, coming to Robert. 11 goals. <laughs> Back home. Back home. Very excited. Barcelona as well. Very excited. He scored a hat-trick in his first game. for Barca and the yeah. let's not there. discount the the opponent the they were playing yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely not but uh, pos- positive signs cuz he's doing it in la liga as well yeah, yeah he's doing it in la liga too yeah. he looks a player reborn yeah. in terms <laughs> of his attitude yeah yeah he he really seems like he's doing a lot more than just staying in the box like that shirt doesn't seem odd on him So we expect Barca and Bayern to exit this group. Absolutely. Hopefully. Exit I mean, as I in mean, go to the round of 16. I mean, uh, how much ever you s- might uh, credit Barca for how they put this transfer window together. This team was put Scary. together to get out and they have And they talent. look good. They, they look, look good. like a team. I they feel like Dembélé could be the Dembele match changer in difference maker. Most, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. A great He game looks like game. a player who's wanting to prove a point now and he looks like the player in Dortmund you know what's uh, very funny is i just read a quote on goal uh, by martin brethwaite who said that messi is something else but dembele is another level <laughs> <laughs> that's why he's out of the club <laughs> <laughs> no I, like he's no, not that level but definitely one player that good. any any team would love to have you know if he was he was the second injuries were not a problem he was the second yeah. coming of neymar right like yeah. he was supposed to do what neymar yeah. uh, did he was supposed to fill that void but I'm just like you know I'm just rubbing my head I can't wait to see him against Alfonso Davies like that'll be a good matchup that'll be a a good matchup to see him or Rafinha against Davies will be a good matchup will it be like Rodana in the coyote so Tottenham also 
simple victory against Marseille. I mean, after the red card, it changed the game. Changed, changed the, game. the game, but yeah. also didn't look a very uh, convincing victory. Compi- convincing performance. Yeah. Just Tottenham looked boring. Boring. Yeah, yeah. yeah. boring. boring. But that, that's that's. I think Antonio style. Conte. Yeah, that's what Antonio Conte. I think when he was at Chelsea, he was. It was still like good to watch the games because maybe they had the team performing like a squad, and he has built a squad well at Tottenham, but they just look boring. Yeah, I, I feel like Kane has to do a lot in that team to make that team tick. What's if wrong with Son? I was just going to say... No, like, uh, I'll just say this about Son. Like, I've been following him on FPL and whether to get him in, I don't know. He's had the most number of shots in the box. He has been one of the most attacking players for Tottenham. It's just the goals are not come. They'll come mm. in the group. Um, Chelsea. Yes, they lost. Their Big opponent. one. Uh, sacking as well right after the performance Did apparently sacking not related to the performance it was the decision was made yeah. before the performance but probably like you know pushed it over the fence if people were on the fence about him uh, at Chelsea's board losing 1-0 to Dinamo Zagreb I think but the team sat back you know Dinamo sat back and a lot of players from Chelsea were not up to the mark like ZH looks so bad he looks like a championship Awful, player yeah, yeah at this point yeah and he should have he should have left yeah. he, he should have gone very back. unfit as well during the game he yeah. looked so unfit he couldn't pull through 90 minutes and he just looked like he didn't want to be there yeah yeah and it it, it clearly seems like he doesn't want to yeah, be there yeah it's not a good fit for sure but yeah. maybe under Graham Potter he changes his around because he gets a second so before we maybe. come before we come to Potter this is a mess Chelsea I mean, Chelsea is a mess like, looks you like do it, not yeah. spend this amount of money backing your manager and, and sack him it. right after absolutely i mean like, i think the the transfer that highlights is all is obamiang all right this is only tokel tokel written all over it he wanted obamiang over there i mean you do not spend 15 million plus marcus alonso and get him in and lukaku didn't work and tokel as we all know that there's no board like you know there's no board of directors like at that level a lot of people have left chelsea you know they do not have a director and it was Tuchel who was making all these calls, right? A lot to do with like how they, he said no for Ronaldo as well. And if this guy is the one who was scouting players or rather, you know, advising on what players should be brought in, there's some players who have not even played. Like Dennis Zakaria still hasn't played under Tuchel. Yeah. There was no time given for him to even try the system. So definitely there's something going on beyond, behind the scenes. Yeah. And it was uh, reported on The Athletic as well that the relationship actually turned sour when... Um, the board wanted to side Ronaldo and Tuchel said no to Ronaldo. I think that was like the starting point. Also, the board wanted him to play a 4-3-3. 4-4-3, they said yeah. at one uh, point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, apparently, Tuchel got annoyed Americans, at the fact that, uh, yeah, you have 12 players on the pitch. <laughs> Understandably so. <laughs> Absurd decision. I do think um, Todd Bowley just wanted to make a statement, which I think is an awful statement. Yeah, it's, it's, like a, it's like a, he wanted like a clean start because he removed everyone from the club. Why didn't he do it in the summer? Then? Yeah, but yeah. then why would you um, back your manager with but I think Was he looking for a reason to remove Tuchel? Maybe. I, I don't know. I I think you can't, start, behind you can't start the season like just removing Tuchel yeah. without any reason. There has to be a, like, I mean, a bigger argument that went behind the absolutely. scenes. Absolutely. And there were new like there were articles that said that he pleaded them to stay and let him have a second chance to prove himself. Yes. And that didn't work out. There also were reports that uh, the players didn't want him there anymore. And they said that regarding his personal life, regarding Tuchel's personal life, was one of the issues that the players mentioned. I so think he's a very rigid person. Like, you know, like, you could see, like, when even the Chelsea team was not working, he refused to rotate. He still stuck with that mm-hmm. Havertz-Sterling mm-hmm. uh, partnership up front. You know, he finally got Pulisic <laughs> in. But, you know, he, I think he just 
he was like if it didn't suit him it didn't suit him it, it was the same with lukaku it was the same with ronaldo uh, you know maybe too uh, early in the season though even if it's yeah. for that he's a champions league winning um, yeah. manager so i mean he does do something correct behind the scenes and right? he did reach the finals before with psg exactly so there is something i mean only 5 or 6 games into the season after being backed the to the ends was. with 250 million and some 200 all on his defense um i do think you give a manager some time it is i mean a bit of form and a bit of system at uh, it that probably time. wasn't it working only kukurela is happy about this easy <laughs> <laughs> though easy yeah, yeah. easy i is mean he's a potter question. potter i mean it's easier for potter to integrate kukurela into his yeah, system definitely. right but that's what happened then what happens to chilwell you spent like 55 million on him as well and i i feel some one one big defender is going to be dropped we just don't know it has who. to be there's no place there's no place like even even potter might play with the five at the back yeah so uh, i don't think it is like it'll be the same rotation like it was with tukul it'll be chilwell one game and kukurela one game i feel like that but that doesn't keep you consistent yeah. right also, completely I mean, depends i might kukurela might play lcb okay everybody yeah. quick vote who do you prefer deep kukurela or chilwell at the moment kukurela shantam i think yeah i'll go with part performance i think ben chilwell is a, an amazing player Hands down, Chilwell. Yeah. Like there Chilwell is no one well, better yeah. who's yeah. positioned better yeah. at a at a left wing back role who can score a goal. And first yeah, yeah. game, then he comes back. Yeah. Hands down. I think, I think, I think we all have also yeah. our FPL points from last <laughs> yeah. season on our head. Chilwell, Chilwell was there. Any other interesting times for Chelsea? Moving on, uh, Group F because it had the champions who looked very shaky at the start against Celtic. Celtic really did not hold back. They went in. for the kill they got they hit the post they were all over that madrid defense but then this is what real madrid do under ancelotti they yeah. just don't go away and then when you see the score line it's like oh 3 no that was a pretty comfortable win but yeah. it, it wasn't a comfortable win but i think the bigger story is karim benzema we spoke about this during our transfer episode what happens if karim benzema gets injured we have seen a report today that says eden hazard is going to start this weekend he has to i mean he there's nobody to. else but yeah he has to yeah guys i as i just want to put it out there you guys i want all of your opinions on this real madrid without uh, true number 9 without yeah benzema like what do you all have to say about that like i mean they'll still they'll still find a way to win that's madrid for you i mean they've spent like only 100 million true but they just have something about them they managed to win games from nowhere like yeah, they, they did against winners. chelsea it is modric for me it is modric he's modric clicks cruz clicks yeah. yeah if if it's it's literally about how modric wants to make the game happen and he makes it happen of course you have goal scorers in vinicius um and benzema but i think it all depends on how modric and cruz mostly cruz want to play mostly, the game yeah. like casemiro said um, casemiro came out in an interview and spoke about how when cruz decides the tempo of the game if he wants to play it up then they do if they want to fall back he does so it's a very player centric game yeah and they have some very exciting play- i think the players can cover the wings for sure yeah. striking no, hazard probably has to has to up, up his game but yeah. do you remember the classico last season where yeah, benzema was not there right they played this weird system that didn't help modric or cruz but they were the two people who correct. were pressing from the correct, front correct, right correct, yeah so it's just interesting because losing benzema so they saying he might be in doubt for the atletico game as well uh, but given how barcelona is breathing down real madrid's neck this season it's going to be a fight to the finish according to me 
So losing Benzema is like a big blow. It's like for, it's like Barca losing Lewandowski at this point. I think I'm with Ayan on this because um, it's not only a, okay you've got a great midfield um, that performed over the years and I think very very good uh, back line as well um, for Madrid. But I don't think Eden Hazard still has it. He scored a goal, which was a tap-in. But he didn't look any great on the ball or off the ball uh, nope. if you did watch the game. Um, Madrid only came into the game more or less in the second half. Um, Hazard looked way off the pace. Um, there was a lot of excitement that he scored and you know hopefully the, the Hazard of old comes back. Um, but I didn't see it in the first game, even though they won and he scored a tap-in. I don't think he has currently the potential or the form to cover um, Benzema. Benzema. So I, it, you could sad. see a drop um, in Madrid. From Madrid? Yeah, probably. Interesting, but uh, it's Ancelotti, so you never know. Uh, I feel like they Makes it happen. Yeah. Grind out a one. Yeah. Yeah. I get a smile while I'm reading this next big game score because I just can uh, proudly say, Chantam, you were not here. Alright? But these two were wrong. Yeah. Alright? City 4, Sevilla 0. And guess what? Erling Haaland scored twice. <laughs> Guys, y'all said he was not going to get... <laughs> he's not going to get the ball rolling. He was uh, going to have a slow start. Uh, would you like to apologize to the few listeners that we have? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think to my point, right? I said Haaland would take time to fit into the system. Hmm. And I still do stick to my point in a certain way that like... Uh, why I felt like it came from a place of logic is because the same thing is happening at Liverpool. Hmm. Yeah. But for some reason... He's just gone and banged in ten it's, goals. No, but everyone has been able to adjust to his fo- like him really I well. I think the yeah. system and has adjusted to Haaland. Yeah, and he's so mobile as well. Yeah. So he's not like you know a standing striker yeah. or person who's just accept expecting service. He'll make sure he makes those runs to, make, you know, then like have your wing backs and your uh, midfielders provide the service to you absolute. to then score a goal. The he's an absolute monster. There is no doubt, no doubt about, about the ball. Just finds him. Somehow. 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 Like, he's right? just there. I mean, I, I think I speak on uh, everyone playing FPL. It's been a blessing in disguise <laughs> that Haaland's in such great form. But it just feels like this was a match made in heaven. Chalo, it, our opinions might be wrong, but it's working out well because he fits that system somehow. Yeah. I really thought he'd take a system to fit in. Yeah. Because even after like a season and some, Grealish doesn't seem to have fit in at all into okay, the team. Okay, so an uh, interesting fact about Grealish, he's turning 27 today and doesn't have 50 Premier League goals. I mean, it's very sad. You know, the guy who was like the main person at Aston Villa is not being able to fit into a system, into a team that has the ball all the time. Exactly. And he's and the hairstyle guy. <laughs> <laughs> he's my flop of the season. But, <laughs> but yeah, I think Haaland... Haaland is just, I think, what Pep has done this season. Like, you know, he's so he's so progressively thinking forward like a manager. Like, he's trying inverted fullbacks, which he did to some extent with Chancelo. But at this season, the way the team is adjusting is Kyle Walker becomes your third centre-back. Yeah. While Chancelo gets very well into the midfield. And yeah. this is just opening spaces. This is what I told you guys then. As, as a defence, what do you do? Like, this is a very good example. As, do you get yeah. occupied by Haaland? And let you De Bruyne and Foden come running at you. Yeah, there's clearly an extra player in midfield that City has. Always. Because of the formation when they have the ball in possession. Is because why they are able to have that one more person create that one half chance or extra one chance for then Haaland yeah. to score. Who is very clinical. And De Bruyne and Haaland have been connecting really well. Yeah. yeah. So, so and like, two hat-tricks you. already. And even though I'm a United fan, it's very, very nice to watch. Yeah. Just the football yeah. is nice to watch, you know. Absolutely. One person, proper number nine, just getting one shot, one goal. You know, it's just amazing. I to think watch. there have been two games now where his first touch has, has been, been a goal. goal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He looks like a monster in the box. Yeah. Moving on. Uh, and then we had Dortmund 
comfortable game for them yeah. as well so are we expecting dortmund we are expecting city to go through this group of course are we expecting sevilla or dortmund 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 yeah. not sevilla sevilla is not looking good delaz is not doing the magic they are uh, not looking good i Dope guess they have to come into europa and win the europa <laughs> <laughs> so there, there was a meme like that balance just be restored they are missing another penalty <laughs> yeah and uh, another big that w- this was actually probably the biggest game PSG versus Juventus. Yeah. Uh, we have to speak about the guy who scored two goals, right? I mean... I mean, it's been absolutely brilliant from Mbappe this whole season. Neymar, Mbappe and Messi are clicking. But I don't see them... Uh, when they face a stern test against a team like Bayern or someone who's well-oiled and well-drilled, I can see them falter. I can't see them go through because the top three don't press. They don't do anything. they do have a five man defense now they do look more solid than before but there are cracks which can be found and it was seen in the juventus game the goal juventus scored it was something that was not expected but happened mm. and so juventus is in some awful form absolutely uh, of late yeah, yeah they are playing, i think what 6 uh, 7th in the league yeah, right now exactly, they won only right? two games so allegri may be under some pressure absolutely uh, i think he has a lot of uh, midfield issues at the minute I think issues it's all over the pitch really even against PSG if you saw the game um Bonucci was found out like yeah, a couple it, of times it's, it's it's just age right yeah at this point it's, um yeah. I do think Neymar is absolutely on fire yeah this I think the world cup here just brings out something <laughs> yeah, in him yeah. probably yeah that's what it is but yeah I think PSG everyone would have predicted them beating uh, Juventus but yeah I do agree that um against a tougher opponent I don't think they have it in them um to actually pull through the you know the tough one nils yeah. and you know the shaky ones and that but you know what uh, i actually i have a different opinion to this is that couple of seasons ago i think it was two seasons ago mm. where psg easily beat bayern in one of the qualifying uh, in one of the uh, round of 16 or it was something like that where mbappe scored uh, against bayern munich i don't remember this uh, exact year but uh, psg have beaten bayern, bayern in the past yeah. in, in the recent past Right and this was the Corona Champions Champions League season. No, yeah. that was the year Bayern won. Yeah, that that was the semi final where they won one leg. Uh, maybe yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where Neymar went and celebrated Correct. in front in of Kimmich. Kimmich. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But the point being is that I think this year why I have PSG like a little bit more hope maybe is this year they have changed their approach. Like it started off with the appointment of their coach. It's then it followed up with the transfers they made very very smart. Their sporting director yeah, their Luis sporting Campos. Director, very smart smart signings you know renato sanchez fabian ruiz vitinha like you know very smart carlos signings. soler carlos yeah. soler like you know these are not these are not household names but yeah. they're not ibuki ale yeah very very good players very good players on the cheap a uh, system completely is changing of course at psg you're not going to get your 50 million players anymore you're yeah. going to get your 20 25 30 or million players and they're going to perform well and a fit ramos i think if ramos stays fit might get that experience that is required mm-hmm. so maybe maybe because let's agree on one thing that's the best front three in world football absolutely yeah. at the right? moment yeah, yeah. for sure i mean messi messi feeding those two is just incredible and if you saw the psg game nobody could catch mbappe it's i don't think anyone think in world anyone football can, yeah, can catch mbappe like that. it's also because of a lot of lot of playmaking by neymar yeah a was, lot a beautiful chip pass yeah, yeah for the assist yeah. that was but that's what i'm saying right that once psg gets out of this group which we all expect them to right I don't think any team will want to face PSG. 100%. Right? Like also for all that Pep uh, Guardiola likes to play with that football, you can just already tell that Mbappe or through ball from Messi can easily beat the city line. 
Hundred percent. Any team's line. Yeah. And that's matter. the thing, right? Is the individual brilliance that PSG yeah. hold, right? Yeah. Even though your, your system might work well against them, if you have a Messi or a Neymar on fire, um, I don't it's think there's, there's any defend. team in the world that can, you know, sort of hold them back. Mm-hmm. All right. So then the last game is Benfica versus Maccabi Haifa. This was, I seem like a comfortable win, but amazing football by Benfica. Yeah. Grimaldo? Grima- Alex Grimaldo? Yeah. yeah. Great goal. I think, what, 40-yard 40 40 goal, 35-yard goal, something like that. Really? I didn't watch the... Yeah, it was it was fantastic uh, what they've done. They have a very good manager yeah. in Roger Schmidt. I think they're that dark side that, like, you know, who just is there. You don't yeah. know what you can they get out of them. They went very far last season as well. Yeah, right? and uh, he was actually touted for the managerial job at Chelsea oh. if Potter wouldn't have been... If Potter, Pochettino, whatever. He was just in the list. Um, so, yeah, uh, I do could see them, you know, getting out of the group rather than uh, Juventus making it through. Yeah, at the f- at, and the form that Juventus is in, I don't think they make it through. So yeah, I, I think we've covered most. I just had to speak about two more German teams. I think we uh, lost them. One was Frankfurt. Now, these are the Europa League winners. winners yeah. And they lost quite badly to Sporting. Yeah. Uh, 3-0, that two at home. And second is Leipzig, who have looked quite bad this season. Uh, lost 4-1 to Shakhtar. Uh, what's happening to the German teams? Like, is it just... I think it's, again, like Bayern and Dortmund cherry-picking the best and keeping the best for them. Mm-hmm. And then the other teams obviously suffer over time. So that, that trend continues. Yeah, but I mean, this has also happened with Leipzig and Salzburg especially because they have a lot of their players like, you know, leaving. Yeah. Whether either they go to like, you know, each other's Red Bull teams or they get transferred out, they always find a way to replace the talent well. Um, But for this, for some reason, they haven't been able to. The manager got sacked right after the game as well, uh, Domenico Tedesco. And they have appointed Marco Rosa. Okay. um, Interesting. Another, I guess, good German manager. But... um, yeah, so maybe Leipzig have, uh, you know, a turn in form. Yeah, maybe. And in terms of Frankfurt, they were facing Sporting. Yeah. Ruben Amorim is the manager. He's, mm. I think, one of the best upcoming talented managers in Europe's top five leagues. Okay. Um, if people say that, you know, Eric Ten Hag is a very exciting manager who's now at a very big club, I think Ruben Amorim is at that stage right now. Oh, Where if he does very well with Sporting, he will make his next move to a big club. Interesting. Interesting. Right, uh, so quickly, let's just uh, talk about our predictions then, guys. Uh, I mean, it's too early to tell, you know, for you know, Liverpool can have a deep run and probably win, win in the playoffs. So, Gaurav, who do you think is winning? The Champions League? Yeah. This has to be City's year. This has to be. Has yeah. to be City's year. After two billion spent, it has to come. Has to be City. If it's not, if this year's not City's year, then I'm one hundred percent sure that they lose major key players next year. Absolutely. Probably in Mahrez, uh, Bernardo Silva. Uh, these are very key players to City, yeah. and you never know what happens with some others as well, um, like Stones, for example, who's not getting to play every game. Or uh, they got a Kanji in as well. They no? got a Kanji. They have uh, Ake. They have Laporte, of course, who's probably the starting centre back. Left centre back. Diaz also. So, yeah, yeah, I think... I mean, I, I, I don't think there's a better chance they would have in this... Yeah. So, in trope. agreement, both of y'all, City? City No, no, to. for me, it's a different list. Okay, fine. When uh, it comes to Shantam? Um, yeah, I think I completely agree with Gaurav that this should be Man City's year. But just um, watching the games, um, I 
would put Bayern slightly above City just because I would I mean that would be a dream final right a Bayern City final 100% um, Bayern so well drilled over the years you have you know similar players coming through uh, even from their entire system actually sorry I think Bayern City semi-final would be more exciting because then you watch them over two legs and oh, yeah, how they fair. like perform <laughs> fair but yeah just, sorry yeah. one game is a coin flip <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah fair <laughs> enough but yeah um, I'd love to see that <coughs> um, in the final where I would think Bayern might pip um, uh, City at that and with that I would also say probably if Bayern do go on to win I would put Sadio Mane as the top scorer in the Champions League he loves the tournament for me it is Bayern then the champions Real Madrid, Madrid then PSG then City and then Barcelona it's oh. either of these teams oh, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's a big list but it's, it's just a feeling that this time so Deep will never be wrong <laughs> like I, had, I said this name <laughs> no 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 let me get Even let me get my statement <laughs> no let me get my statement right I have a feeling that this tournament is one of the best because of the quality of players each team holds and it could be something that could be decided on their day. It won't be something like on the form yeah, or the yeah, manager. Yeah. So that's why I have a feeling that it could be anyone's. <laughs> so if you had to pick one, it could Bayern. be anyone. Bayern. <laughs> Bayern. 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 If I had to pick one, it would yeah. be Bayern. But the list is that. What about you, Ayan? Uh, you know, I think uh, the safest bet is City. Yeah. I mean, you talk, uh, Shantan spoke about Bayern Munich, a team that is well drilled. I think City is a team that is well-drilled, sure, everyone yeah. knows exactly what they're doing and it's a seamless transition for even new players like a Haaland, like a Nakanji, like a Sergi Gomez, all these guys are coming in and they seem like, you know, they've been there uh, forever. forever. Yeah. Haaland especially. Sergi uh, Gomez looks very comfortable yeah. as well. So a we fit, haven't seen Phillips a fit yet. Haaland, a fit Haaland if, he, if he's there and City do have a fit De Bruyne and Haaland, I think they're the key. It's, it's just, I think, a mentality game. Mm. I think for I think we only doubt City not because of their quality, it's just because we saw them like bottle it with Real Madrid and with Chelsea in the final. Yeah. You know, uh, where Pep overthinks it's Pep mm. and it's just that. But it's been seven years, if I'm not wrong. He's been there at City for yeah. seven years. He spent two billion. It was it is about damn time he wins it. If he doesn't, then you know every year he has every year he has looked like you know oh this is the year this, this is, the, is year. the year that's correct this is yeah, the year true. because it's such a such a good team and that. Such like a good manager and a team, but they just don't. Like he looks, like, a, he looks like an average manager on the final. Yeah. yeah, the Chelsea are also like everybody. Like I don't think anybody was expecting Chelsea to win that. You know, it yeah. was City's final to lose. Yeah. And against Madrid last year, they were very comfortable. Till those two minutes of those Rodrigo goals, and then you know suddenly. Till the, the time the substitutions happened. Yeah. Very overthought and got in Fernandinho. Yeah. Correct. So I think it's just uh, if he keeps his if he sticks to what he knows, it's definitely. Bayern, yeah. Bayern, you can't discount Real Madrid also because of their thing. But so come on, guys. Let's give some love to City. And a dark horse, because I have to, is uh, Barcelona. So you have four teams like me. No, and no. Then you no. City, <laughs> Barcelona. The two teams that I... Uh, Barcelona is a dark horse, though, <laughs> after everything horse. they've spent. and uh, I'll tell you why. Because they've spent a lot. But uh, we want to really like see Barcelona play top teams. Because this team has been so fragile, like mentally. They just could not uh, perform under pressure. It takes a lot. It right? takes a lot. It takes a lot. And it's taken years. Like In fact, if you compare what their team was last year playing uh, and this year, before, of course, they got Aubameyang and all these guys in. But before that, that team was really bad. It yeah. was a really, really bad team. Like Memphis Depay was the sole forward. And then there was just like Jordi Alba playing yeah. left wing. Sorry, left wing. Yeah, left wing. And they just had Abde playing and they had 
you know there the, I think last year yeah. Xavi broke the record if I'm not mistaken if it was it was last year the most number of p- uh, players from the academy were given a debut last year so they were really really and this year they have spent a lot now in fact l- latest reports say that Barcelona's uh, now have 800 million that they can spend Correct. from negative 144 now there are 800 million that they are allowed to spend because of their Sales. Asset, yeah, sales. asset sales. So yeah, if this team clicks, you know, Lewandowski is looking good, Dembele is looking good, uh, Kunde is looking really good. Oh, I hate to say it, Eric Garcia is looking decent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, these two teams for me. Okay, so if Barcelona is a do- dark horse, Deep, what about you? Who's your dark horse? Atletico, always. Atletico, Atletico is always. The dark horse always has to be Atletico. They know how to win a game. They know how to make it damn dirty and win it on their day. So you can't put them out. It's 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 tough to beat Atletico, right? Yeah, Home yeah. Away. Actually, yeah, when I said that you don't want to face PSG, you don't want to face Atletico. <laughs> you don't, <laughs> you don't, don't want to face Atletico. Atletico. Don't they don't just get into your Atletico. face and they're there and they're like. Grealish doesn't want to for sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> After that, Shantam, you? Um, I would put Spurs. I would love to see Spurs have already reached the finals once. Um, now with Conte, I think they're even much stronger than the year that they reached the. Um, so finals. you basically want us all to sleep during the finals. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, I would put them at the semi-final level, probably not um, going ahead and, you know, winning it. I think Spurs would probably need another 100 years to win a trophy. <laughs> <laughs> no, if you say Spurs, then Deep's prediction is wrong. But yeah, I mean, I, I would love to see Spurs come um, at least at the semi-final level. Interesting. For me also, I think it's a little bit of an outlier, I would say. I think Ajax, they look extremely well-drilled. I know they lost key players. But they've bought really well as well. They have Luis Ocampos who came in on deadline day as a loan to, I guess, replace Anthony. They have Steven Berghois who plays over there. He's been there for a while. Calvin Bassi looks amazing at centre-back. Uh, one player I really enjoy watching is Edson Alvarez. He's their CDM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the Timber way as well. Timber as well. He was There's another Dutch player, player of the year. with yeah. Everton at the moment. Mohamed Kudus. He played really well. Yeah, Mohamed Kudus Good plays. job for them to keep him. Yeah. So, uh... They look like they have a pretty solid team with... Uh, exciting football, right? From exciting Ajax. football with Tadic as well, I guess, as the captain now. Champions League legend. Daily Blind. Please Daily don't Blind. Forget, don't forget good. that man. Daily Blind. Yeah, so I think Ajax would be my dark right. horse. Alright, guys. So thank you for listening. Uh, hopefully this season, uh, the Champions League does deliver. It Actually, every year it does. It's very exciting very interesting uh, with the World Cup again in the middle of the year anything can happen in this tournament absolutely uh, if uh, you guys did like the episode and you want to come on as a guest speaker at some point do hit us up we're always looking Shantam has said now he wants to either be a permanent member or <laughs> he's <laughs> or not going to <laughs> bro we are not paid yet <laughs> we are not going to pay the studio anymore <laughs> right okay so thank you for listening in See you. Thanks, guys. Cheers, guys. See you. See you.